It's Tuesday, January 18th. Welcome to the News Diet, a healthier alternative for staying informed. I'm your host, Michelle Carroll. Today, I'm going to talk about Gary Vaynerchuk's new NFT restaurant, Hurricane Izzy hitting the East Coast, and China's low birth rate issue. Let's be informed so we can get on with our day. You've probably heard of cryptocurrency and maybe even blockchain technology by now. And even if you don't know how it works, it's probably still important to know how these concepts are starting to creep into our everyday lives. For example, entrepreneur Gary Vaynerchuk has announced plans to open the first restaurant that requires a digital token to enter. So what's a token? A digital token is essentially something digital that you and only you own. And your ownership is insured by the super secure blockchain technology. This concept becomes really interesting when you start thinking about things like digital art or, say, music files or other assets that live only in our computers. The idea has opened up a whole world of ownership opportunities outside of physical assets. You may have heard of Twitter founder Jack Dorsey selling the first ever tweet this way, which many argue is just as valuable as other historical items, like, say, the first telegram or maybe the first record, only difference is it's digital. A lot of this world is still pretty conceptual and not yet mainstream, but it could be soon if this new restaurant is any indication. So the way that this is supposed to work is similar to how some high-end membership-only restaurants currently operate. You have members who pay a monthly or annual fee to be allowed to use the establishment, but when you're there, you still pay for the food and drinks like normal. Well, this plans to work in a similar way, but the membership isn't a fee paid for in cash, but rather a token to buy and own, or more specifically, a non-fungible token or NFT. So to gain entry, you need to own an NFT from the restaurant first, of which there is a limited amount. When visiting, customers will still be expected to pay cash for their meals benefits to this model is that because members will own their memberships, that they have the freedom to do whatever they want with them, like sell them or lease them out to make a profit. The restaurant is called Flyfish and is expected to open in 2023 in New York. News has already caught the eye of many crypto enthusiasts, investors, and business owners because if this is successful, we can almost certainly assume more establishments like it will open. Most of the East Coast is under extreme weather alerts as Hurricane Izzy continues to dump snow and rain in freezing temperatures. Around 80 million people residing in the Northeast and also Southern states have been advised to stay home and off the roads as streets develop thick ice, winds are reaching high speeds, and snowfall and rainfall are coming down hard in some areas. Already, hundreds of thousands of people have been without power. In Florida, the extreme weather has even set the stage for a couple tornadoes to form, which has destroyed around 30 mobile homes. Over the weekend, thousands of flights scheduled into and out of the region have been either canceled or delayed, and there's expected to be more this week. Last Friday, Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Georgia all declared states of emergency in preparation for the storm. As of right now, it looks like this is expected for at least a few days, but could possibly go into later in the week. The National Bureau of Statistics has revealed that the Chinese birth rate is the lowest it's been in 60 years, with the number of births only barely outnumbering the number of deaths in the country. 
In 2021, 10.6 million babies were born, while 10.1 million deaths were recorded. China is facing a population issue. With almost 19% of its population over the age of 60, officials are looking for ways to increase growth, which is quite the reversal from just a few years ago. For a few decades until just 2015, the nation was actually trying to slow growth by implementing a one-child-only policy for each family. They did this by making birth control easily accessible, gave financial and employment preferences to those who complied, and even performed forced abortions and sterilizations on women. Well, the implications of these policies went beyond the original goal. Firstly, it ended up causing an unbalanced ratio between genders in the country, since male babies were preferred over female babies. Girls were often aborted or given up for adoption in other countries in order to try for boys who carry on family names, businesses, and more. In other words, in China, there's an emphasis on males carrying on family legacies. So now that babies of this generation have grown to adulthood, there's been a scarce number of women for the men to marry and have children with. Also, there's reportedly hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of younger siblings to the first child that parents never reported, and therefore have struggled to find education, employment, or some kind of standing in society since they're undocumented. Another outcome is that aging generations seem to have less help from the younger generation since they outnumber them so much. So in 2015, China increased the amount of children couples could have to two kids. But in the last six years, the new policy hasn't seemed to have done much. So just recently, China announced that three children will now be allowed. The country seems to be looking towards the future, as right now they could be at risk considering the aging population and decreasing workforce. It's Tuesday, January 18th, and you've just been informed. Now it's time to get on with your day. I'm Michelle Carroll. Thanks so much for listening. If you like the news diet, be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast so you can always get the latest episode. And leave a review as we all know how that helps boost a show's visibility. If you have any suggestions on how I can improve the show, I definitely want to hear from you. I want the news diet to be as valuable as possible for you, so if you feel compelled, please feel free to reach out to me on Twitter or Instagram at the news diet or directly to my email feedback at the news diet dot com.